reviewed the first Mimer in Lekutu Torah on the Parsha of Masai. That's the last uh, Sedra in the book of Bamidbor. And it talks about the Eile Masai. These are the journeys. The verse begins, the first verse of the Parsha of the Sedra begins with Eile Masai Bnei Yisrael. These are the journeys of the sons of Israel that when they left Egypt, and then it says, we had Moshe and They were led through Moshe and Aaron. So basically, the Alter Rebbe over here is going to take the same, uh, the literal uh, journey that the Jews left Egypt to basically apply this to the journey that we have in our lives. That basically our lives are a journey. And just like then, they were led by Moshe Ve'arin, the Alter Rebbe will explain that the journey that we take in our lives, we need Moshe and Aaron to help us through our journeys. Because the journeys uh, are a, uh, can be sometimes difficult, and uh, it is quite a task to reach the goal, to enter into Eretz Yisrael in the figuratively sense, to enter into Israel. And we can't do it just on our own. We need the Moshe and Aaron in ourselves. As he will talk about the level of Torah and mitzvahs and davening and the various aspects of our lives that help us reach the goal of coming into Eretz Yisrael. So we're taking the, the literal story of what took place then at the time they left from Egypt and got to Eretz Yisrael and applying it to our lives. Now this is a mimer that the Alter Rebbe is a shorter kind of mimer. He said this at the time that he was in Liozhnev, that before originally with the Alter Rebbe, when he started off his leadership, he was in Liozhnev. Later on he went to Liadi. In Liozhnev, Hasidus was still in its infancy, and some of the talks of the Rebbe were shorter. So this is like some sort of one of a shorter mimorim within the Likutu Torah, because this particular mimer is one of the mimers that he said in Liozhnev. Let's look in the mimer itself. This is from today's portion in in, 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 the, in the portion of Bamidbar in chapter 33, 1. So these are the journeys of the sons of Israel when they left that, went out of the land of Egypt by the hands of Moshe Aaron. So we actually have another verse in Tehillim in chapter 77, verse 21. Over there it says a very similar idea that when the verse describes the journeys and travels of the Jewish people, it says, Kesiv, over there the verse says, that you have led like sheep your people. Hashem led the Jewish people like the sheep. In the hands of Moshe and Aaron. Which means, there too you see that it was Moshe and Aaron uh, that led the Bnei Yisrael. So which we're going to translate now in the spiritual level that it is Moshe and Aaron that help us in the journey. The journey that we need to do is by Moshe and Aaron. Why do we need support for this journey? Because it's not a uh, simple task. Because he says, This is an important principle in the service of the Blessed Hashem. That anybody who wishes to comes to cleave to him, blessed. So what does the verse say? 
So this is a verse in Tehillim, chapter 24, verse 3. Over there the verse says, Mi yale behar Hashem umi yokum v'goymer. Who is able to go up into the mountain of God, which means who can climb the mountain of God, uh, etc., the verse says. Uh, so it answers, meaning a man, a person with clean hands and pure of heart. So that's a quite a uh, lofty goal to be trying to climb, to cleave to Hashem, and being of the level of clean hands and a pure heart. So it says, what it means a pure heart is, So that his heart should be clear and pure, totally without any blemishes. There should be no, uh, no dots, no spots. There should be totally, totally clean, which is something very difficult. And the further the verse says, clear hand, then it says, Asher leinoso lashov nafshi, which means that one who hasn't carried, literally, uh, his soul in vain, which means that his uh, raising and his soul, as the Rebbe will explain, that... uh, a person sometimes needs to raise his soul, needs to behave in a way that he does uh, things in a broad, in a uh, in a uh, in a wide way. But this should not be filled with haughtiness. This should be in a truthful, in a uh, internal way. So he says like this. Uh, Really, we have the service of raising our soul to Hashem. In the verse itself, there is two ways. It says, Asher loinoso lashov nafshi. So, nafshoi kisif. So, it would be, uh, if we read the verse in the uh, simple way it's written, uh, it says nafshoi. Though on his soul he didn't carry in vain. But, Actually, we read it as Lenos Lashov Nafshi, my soul. So this is a reference, Nefshoi Kisiv, Nefesh Kri. It's pronounced as Nafshi, which is associated with the verse, Kemeshakosuv, as it says in the verse, Eilecho Hashem Nafshi Esa. To you, Hashem, I raise my soul. So it says, Asher Lenoso Nafshi, that which it says, I raise my soul to you, is this one did not carry that nafshi lashov in vain. So he says, because akol be'yasoro shchinte sharia, whenever there is ten, uh, the divine is present over there. So that means, so when there is a presence of Hashem, and you raise yourself to Hashem, so you got to make sure that when you raise yourself up to the presence of Hashem, then it shouldn't be in a vein. Which means, explains, the Hainu, Shaloi Tehei Hisnas Usei Behak Bedarke Hashem. So that when you raise yourself and you hide, come to the heights in the ways of Hashem, it shouldn't be Lashov Vilasheker Chaz 
to in vain and it was falsehood, God forbid. Which basically means you are serving Hashem and you're raising yourself uh, to the heights of Hashem. But be honest, be truthful, be in a way that it's not falsely, it's not in vain, but it's really internalized and it's really fully that you are connecting to Hashem. Basically, he's bringing all this out. These are very difficult tasks to make sure that you are pure of heart and that you are raising yourself to Hashem in a, such a manner that is really truthful. And for sure, this type of level, this is a verse in Kohelis, in chapter 7, verse 24, this is very, very deep. Who could really find that level? So the question is, this is the uh, difficulty. The problem is that you're trying to raise yourself to Hashem and you want it to be done with truth. How do you accomplish that? So what is the advice that has been given to advice for this task to be accomplished? Is al that is through the level of Moshe and Aaron. So that means, and we say, uh, meaning you have to employ the Moshe and Aaron. So what does it mean, the Moshe and Aaron? What does it mean, Moshe and Aaron? And he's going to explain, basically, this is the level of Torah and mitzvahs. If you want to connect to Hashem, you have to do Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron. Moshe represents the Torah. Moshe brought us the Torah from uh, Sinai, brought down to us the Torah. And Aaron is considered to be the Shushvina uh, de Matronis, as we'll see. He's like the support of the queen. He helps the Israelites elevate them to Hashem. While Moshe brings Hashem down to the people, Aaron brings the people up to Hashem, as we're going to explain. Basically, the Alter Rebbe is going to say that uh, there's two uh, there's two uh, basic uh, tasks for the person. One are uh, matters. He's going to translate it in very practical words. What he said before: the difficult, the pure of heart, and and, and the hardship of raising you up to Hashem. He's going to translate it into very uh, practical terms, which means like this. In, normally we have the service, we have the mitzvot, we have the commands of Hashem, what we should do, what we can do, and those are pretty straightforward. But then there is an additional level, even things that are permissible, that one is allowed to do, but then we have a command that we should sanctify ourselves, even even what is permissible, to stay away from that as well, if it's not for the service of Hashem, if it's not necessary. So one of well, some things are outright no good for you, not healthy for you on the spiritual level. They're considered to be totally ra, they're evil. In other words, clear prohibitions of the Torah, don't touch this, don't eat this, don't do this, those are very clear. But then there are certain areas of the Torah which are permissible, but yet we know they're not good for us. And if it's not done for a purpose, for the right purpose, then we shouldn't go there. So there are two levels, basically. The first level of the lower level of fear of sin, uh, that's the easy level, means not to do what's wrong clearly. So that's a 
easier part. <clears throat> but then you come to the more difficult part where you need to have stronger service and devotion and dedication to Hashem, <clears throat> that would be to even stay away from things that are technically permissible, and yet we need not do that. So first he begins to show you that there is two levels of fear of sin that we say. So uh, there is, seems to be a contradiction. Because the we know the saying of our sages of blessed memory. So there it says, Im ein yira ein If you don't have fear of God, there could be no wisdom. And then it further says, If you don't have wisdom, you can't have fear of God. Which is in the Pirkei in chapter 3, Mishnah 17. <coughs> so the problem we have is, so it seems like you cannot start not with fear of God and not with wisdom. Why? Since one cannot be without the other one. So so how should one begin? So if you're going to start, for example, with a level of wisdom, you're going to try to employ level of wisdom. So without However, fear, you can't have wisdom. So how could he start with wisdom? But you can also not start with fear because there's no fear without wisdom. So how should he start with? So he says there is actually two levels of fear and two levels of wisdom. First, you have to start with the fear of the sin in a simple level. That you don't need wisdom for. Uh, You don't need a wisdom in order to just have the fear of heaven. That's the simple level. Then, once you have the fear of sin, then you can reach to the level of wisdom. Once you reach to the level of wisdom, then you can reach a higher level in fear of Hashem, which will also prevent you, as I said before, from the more uh, uh, the difficult parts, which are even permissible from the Torah, you still got to stay away from them. And uh, one is called uh, Yira for a sin, for a sin, and the other one is afraid of doing a sin, and the other one is a Yira to protect you from things that are permissible, but you have to still stay away. Achamru Chazal, but so he says he explains this. Our sages tell us a blessed memory. Tell us. Anytime you have the fear of sin before uh, wisdom, then the wisdom comes true. This is also over there in chapter 3 in Pirkei Ovis, but this is in Mishnah Tess that precedes that previous Mishnah mentioned before. So in other words... You need to first have, and this it says that you need to be first afraid of sin. So what is so he explains like this? Pirush. So what it means like this is Sheyesh Shnei Minera. There are two types of evil. Ha'alef, number one, Hura Mamesh Bi'isur. One is actual evil, which means prohibition. When we talk about prohibition, something which is very clearly prohibited, which means we're not necessarily talking about uh, a Torah prohibition. Even if it's a very light prohibition of the words of the scribes, meaning of the rabbis, 
Hu ra gomor. That is total evil. So we're talking about something which is clearly prohibited. Whether from the Torah, even from the rabbis, that is completely evil because it is clearly prohibited. In order for this level of staying away from this kind of evil, over there you need to have first uh, fear of sin before the wisdom, in order for the wisdom to exist, you have to have first that level of ra, which is a pasuk in Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13, is it says that a person with clear eyes or pure eyes does not see evil, which means uh, that things who nikra toyavas Hashem, something which is bad is called abomination of Hashem in the Vorim, base. So over there it says that anything which is evil is abomination of Hashem. So therefore, you cannot have be pure leva uh, bar uh, without bar levov without just staying away from the evil, which is clearly an abomination of Hashem. You need to have that year's hate before you can even start uh, wisdom. It says, you don't need wisdom for that. Why? Because things that are clearly prohibited, because they are abomination of Hashem, as the Pasuk says, so then, you don't need to explain to you a lot. You need no great level of wisdom. You don't need any wisdom in order to stay away from the uh, trips, the tripping over that kind of above-mentioned drop. But I mean, is the second type, that's a permissible, which means it's not clearly prohibited. Even things that are permissible, Amru Chazal, our sages of blessed memory tell, say, that one needs to sanctify themselves, which means stay away, even things that are permissible to you. This is in the Gemara Yubamis, that you should not be a novel. Novel means a, a person who is uh, rebellious, but he uses the Torah's permission. In other words, you find uh, reasons, you find loopholes, and while you're still doing... Uh, bad things, you're called a novel, but you're doing it with permission of the Torah because the Torah hasn't completely uh, prohibited that. As the Ramban writes in the beginning of the portion of Kedoshin. So this is a more obscure kind of Ra. This is not a clear kind of Ra because it's Rishusha Torah. It's something which is permissible. In order to get rid of this kind of, of, of evil, over here you need to have first wisdom in order for this. So here we need to come on to the level of Moshe and Aaron to help us out to re, uh, rid ourselves from this kind of evil. What's Moshe and Aaron? So Moshe is Shushvino de Malko. Moshe is considered the support for the uh, king. And Aaron Shushvino de Matru Nisa. 
An Aaron is considered the support for the queen. This is based on the uh, Zoyar in Chele Gimel and in, in a few places. Uh, basically, which means to say that uh, just like a king and a queen, they have the support. Uh, we sometimes say Achatan and Akala have the support of the Shushvinun. That means the support that help out. So here, the Jewish people are considered to be the queen, God's queen. And Hashem is the king. So Moshe is a support to the king, meaning he helps the king's message come down to the queen, to the Israelites. Uh, the support of the queen is Aaron. Aaron helps the Israelites, as the Bnei Israel, to uh, reach up and come closer to the king. What is the meaning of a, a shushvin, a, a support of the king? That is, He brings the king to unite in this world. Literally, it would be like by a wedding, you bring the king and the queen together to form a union, to be intimate. So the king is being brought down by Moshe Rabbeinu, in this case Hashem is being brought down into the world, so Hashem should be intimately connected and found inside this world. Which really means that Shebechinas, Shevim Kola Almin, so the level that surrounds the world should be resting in this lower world. As our sages of blessed memory say, that God wishes, desires, so he should have a dwelling place in this low world. This is in, from the Tanchuma, the portion of Nosei. So over there, we know that Hashem wants to be in this world. So Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that helps and brings down Hashem into the world. How does he do that? Moshe Rabbeinu v'hainu al yidei toiro mitzvahs. So these are, Torah mitzvahs are the means through which we bring down the Shekhinah, the divine, in this world. Shehem amshachas alakusu yizbarich. They are the ones that bring down his blessed godliness into the world. And, uh, uh, and he will explain now how through Torah we bring down Hashem into the world. And later on he's going to explain also through mitzvahs we bring down Hashem into the world. So, the Torah, Kulo Baruch The Torah is all God's names, as uh, brought down in various different sources, that the, the names of Hashem, every word of Torah is Lord of a name of Hashem. Shabachinah's shame, Huba which means that the level of the shame of Hashem, we say Hashem's name, uh, the expression of Hashem in his name, that comes down through the letters. Uh, coming down in the letters means that it's just letters that we don't necessarily understand or comprehend the meaning of it. It's just letters, it's just words. This is a matter which is not at all grasped with our intellect. So there's a part of Torah which is not logical for us to say, oh, I don't get it, I don't understand it. It's just words. It's just like uh, hinting, this is the names of Hashem, this is 
Hashem's expression as it comes out in the letters. Because that is higher and very much higher, higher than our intellect. So even the Rabbi. Yes. Even that level, what is called by Hashem, blessed, it's only called the level of shame. Because there are various different levels of Kedusha, but there's something which is called a shame, Hashem's name. Hashem's name uh, is, is still much higher than our uh, ability in this world. So... Uh, when we study Torah or when we bring down the Torah into this world, we're technically bringing down the shame and we're bringing down the Sovev Kolamim, we're bringing it down, that is the words that are in Torah, we're bringing it down into the world. And that's through Torah. Same thing is through mitzvahs, which are referred the limbs of the king. The mitzvah that we do, there are 613 mitzvahs, and the 248 positive mitzvahs correspond to the 248 limbs of the king. And uh, what is the meaning that they are a limb? Uh, A limb means, because when you have a limb, that draws down the energy into the limb, so that the hand draws the energy into it. The physical hand will draw down the energy of the soul and the movement. Every limb brings down the light of its energy from its source, from the soul. Same thing is mitzvahs are considered limbs of king, of Hashem, which means because every mitzvah we do draws down in it a energy from Hashem. So, and he equated the example of mitzvahs by limbs, just like in every limb exists a vitality of the soul, likewise in every mitzvah there is a godly vitality. So what happens? So there is the mitzvah, the mitzvah has to be done. When the person does that mitzvah, as for example, going. When in the morning he wraps himself with a talus. You draw down on yourself the level that surrounds the world. So that should hover over you. So your talus that you put on the morning, you're bringing down, that's bringing down one of the, drawing down the uh, spiritual levels into the world over yourself. Uh, the same thing by tefillin, you bring down Hashem's unity, the unity of Hashem, uh, through putting on the tefillin, you're bringing down Hashem's unity into this world. And what happens once you bring down Hashem into this world? Uh, and that way, Automatically, uh, the evil is separated from from you, and uh, this was and this was done basically through uh, this was done basically is done basically through Moshe Rabbeinu's level of Torah and mitzvahs because the Torah and the mitzvahs came from Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, so when you bring down into the world through the Torah and mitzvahs, then the, automatically the evil separates uh, from you. Kedixiv. 
like the verse states, is a verse in Tehillim, Samaches Gimel, Kihimas doinag mipnei eish, just like ice melts in front of fire, so the evil will be uh, lost before Hashem. Which basically means when the heat comes down, when Hashem comes down, the evil runs away. It's separated. It gets. It runs away. It melts away without having to do anything. This is this is all the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah mitzvahs. Aaron will see soon is the level of tefillah. Uksiv. It says that the mountain of Sinai became fully engulfed with smoke. That is when Hashem gave the Torah. Because Hashem has descended in fire. So when we say, that like they're melted before a fire. So here we see that Hashem descended with fire on the mountain. And further it says, in a verse in Yeshaya, he quotes here, they're like thorn, they're like these wooden thorns that go up in fires and smoke. So basically, that the idea is that once you bring down the godliness, once you bring down the Aish, once you bring down Hashem's unity into this world, all the evil automatically disappears, as we see in all of these verses that once you have the fire, they melt and they uh, get burnt away and we get rid of all the clippers of all the evil uh, uh, through uh, bringing down that light. Bahainu. What does it translate into uh, the uh, level of the person service Hashem? Ayidei bechinas Moshe bechinas das. That through the level of Moshe which is the level of Das, he's the level of knowledge. Basically, he wants to say the level of reflection of the uh, of the da of of, 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 of of the accomplishment. This is of the one of the liturgies of the uh, days of uh, all of and Kippur. We say that Yoidea is Echod, that once you have knowledge, uh so that is a uh, level of Das. So the Das brings down the unity of Hashem. So, so in other words, that it's not sufficient to just have the level of Moshe, to Torah, and Mitzvahs, like we learned before, but you also need the level of reflection, about uh, reflection, and uh, through reflection you're able to accomplish when you realize the uh, the level of Hashem in your mind, uh, together with the Torah mitzvahs, uh, that's the way to accomplish uh, this higher level. That's the Chochmah that we're talking about that brings you to the higher level of Yira. The Yisboinen. So what is the level? What is he? We want here that a person should reflect. What is should he reflect? Uh, what is the das going to work? By Meshom Rechazal, that which our sages tell us, a person does not violate, does not commit a, a sin, unless a spirit of folly, of foolishness, enters his mind. This is in the Talmud Soita on that uh, page 3a. So, 
what does that mean? Why do our rabbis say that a person will not violate a spirit of folly unless there's a sin, unless there's a spirit of folly? So this is like explained elsewhere. Even if you have a lightheaded amongst lightheaded, it means you have a non-serious individual. Nobody wants to be taking off the yoke. Nobody really, there's no such a thing as a person, even a lightheaded amongst lightheaded, should want to just remove the yoke of Hashem of themselves. And he would give his life away for the sanctity of the blessed name of Hashem. He doesn't require any other reflection. Just that he knows that he is a part, that his nation is part of Hashem, that we and our Hashem are connected, that is sufficient for the person to be ready to give up his life because he doesn't need, he doesn't want, is not able to be separated from Hashem. And the fact that the person thinks or speaks uh, bodily matters, uh, just thought, so that's a way that he separates himself from the oneness of Hashem. He's telling you the reflection, just like the other person doesn't want to separate from Hashem, he's even ready to give up his life because he knows that he doesn't want to separate from Hashem. Likewise, the person who speaks or talks matters of bodily matters, he is separating himself from the one of Hashem. For sure, he's not going to want to do that because he realizes that he's separating from Hashem. Just like it is impossible to take away a son from the father, even by nature. Nature, the son wants to cleave and stick to the father. So, since Hashem is our father, we don't want to separate ourselves from our father. And that's why we say, how beautiful is our inheritance. This is in the prayer. We say our inheritance is so beautiful. And this is sort of like a inheritance, which we're saying is, it's a son to a father. It's a natural uh, it's a natural uh, inkling. You cannot have it any other way. Uh, so uh, you just got to remind yourself that I'm a son of Hashem, and then you just naturally it follows. You don't want to be uh, 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 in a uh, in such a situation. You want to be distant from Hashem. Uksiv, <coughs> uh, and it's written even when you find yourself in a certain a situation that it's dark. You don't feel yourself so much. It's written that even darkness is not going to be darkened from you. This is a passing at Hillel Kuflam Atesid Beis. Shechoshech Nikra Eish. Choshech is called Eish. Shafilu Eish Enoi Mavsik. Even uh, fire doesn't interrupt. So, which means there could be nothing in between. A Jew and his father and Hashem. So going back to uh, what we're saying over here, uh, the second level is to sanctify yourself, even things that are permissible, because even through permissible things, you're still 
serving your bodily needs, and your bodily needs sort of distract you from connection to Hashem. And this is the meaning of Kaddish to sanctify yourself even in what's permissible. Even though it is permissible, it's only for you, which means machmas gufach. It's permissible, it's only bodily. So, Kaddish Atzmecho Bemuteloch, things that are permissible you for the body, just for the body. Abel, it's only good for the body. Abel, machmas ashoyde boch, but from the, because of the one who rests in you, Shahu Elokusi is Baruch, which is his godliness, blessed godliness. This, this permission does not help. Uh, this permission that it doesn't help him. And uh, in other words, because it's still for your physical, it's still for your body. So it's permissible from your bodies, but it's not permissible. It's not Hashem's, it's not the godliness. And and that's why the verse says, that you should sanctify you, you should be holy. Because I am holy. This is a pasuk in Vayikra, Perik Yedalah, and And because we, from the perspective of Hashem, then we should sanctify itself, sanctify ourselves even further. Uh, that we say to bring the unity of Kuchabrichu and the Shechinte, meaning the world and the expression in the bodily thing, the worldly thing, with the level of Kuchabrichu, to sanctify them, to make them holy, that even the bodily matters should only be in the service of Hashem and not for the bodily purposes. So the Kuchabrichu and the Shechinta and the expression of Hashem in this world should all be united together. So this is the level of Moshe that we talked before, a level of Torah and Mitzvahs. What is Ubchinas Aren, the level of Aren, which is Shushvino, Shushvino de Matruniso. He is the support of the queen. Uh, that's the support of the queen, meaning support of the Israelite, the Bnei Yisrael, to help them reach that level of cleaving to Hashem. Shemevi umoylit shukol Hashem Yisbarach. That brings and gives birth to that yearning to the blessed Hashem. Shahu his oiders That is an arousal of a yearning, of a desire from below to above. Before we're talking about bringing down the Torah and the mitzvahs into the world, that is bringing Hashem, the Shushvin, of the Malkov, the king, to bring down God's presence into the world. Now we're talking about to arouse a yearning from below to above. That comes through Davening. As we say in the verse in Tehillim, chapter 63, verse 2, My soul thirsts to you to gain, to gain that level of thirst to Hashem, which comes through his boininus bipesuke de zimra, the meditation, reflection in the verses of song, koidem kriya shema, that is before the reading of the shema. And then Vaakharov, Kshimagia, Levahto, Shabikriya Shema. So then later on, when he reaches to the verse, you shall love, which is in the Shema, 
Shalav Hashem. So then he gets to that level. Because the truth of the matter is, Nefesh Kolodom Mishtekekes. The soul of every human being yearns. The only thing is that love is an exile and is hidden. It's not revealed. It's not open. Kamoi, like we say in the verse, in the, it's in the Talmud, the Megillah, it says, It says, while they go into exile, to Edom, the divine is with them. Basically, what he's trying to say here. Even when you go down to a level of Edoim, like in a bad place, but you still have the divine with you. The spark of the divine goes along with you. In other words, you don't lose that. Even though you do you do the acts of Edoim, you behave in a non-proper uh, way, but yet you still have that divine with you. So basically what he's saying, every soul has a yearning for Hashem. Sometimes when you go down to Edom, you go down to exile, which Edom was one of the exiles, so then you don't feel it, but you should know that divine is still with you. You still, even when you are in exile and you made mistakes, you still have the divine with you. So once the person realizes that, that is his reflection, so the person's heart will flame up to be subjugated next to Hashem Blessed. Just like we say by way of an example, Dover Gashmi, a physical matter, if you're talking a, a human act, is the act becomes secondary. If when you talk about spirituality, kimoi machshava, thought. So when you try to uh, take a physical act and it's subjugated to thought is a much higher level than the act, it will become subjugated to the act. So basically when you bring down uh, the spiritual level over here, so the physical bodily matters uh, become subjugated. In the Talmud of the Chagiga, it says that the feet of the Chayis, which is the the Merkava, the chariot over there in the Gemara, in the Chagiga Yud Gimel Aleph, so the Gemara says that the feet of the Chayis are corresponding to all. Pirush, what does that mean? That even the Ragle Hachayis, which is the level, Madrego, It is the lowest level, the lowest level of the Chayis, which is Shuruchnius. Uh, is still Keneged Kulam, is still equal to everything of this world. All the Gashmis, because a physical matter has no value next to spirituality. So even when we talk about the legs of the Chayis, it's still connected Kulam, it corresponds to everything in this world. So, because even in a physical matter we say, that the earth 
is considered like a seed of mustard, so it's a little piece, a seed of mustard. If you measure it next to the spheres, as is from the Shaloh, Shem Gamkin Gashmim, those are also physical. So when you even want to measure a, uh, a physical, this earth, the whole earth, our, our earth, our is relative to the spheres, is considered uh, like a, a, a mustard. So Mikolsh came. So how much more so when you try to measure it against spirituality? So then, of course, it has no real value. Same thing when you try to measure uh, any spiritual level relative to a higher level. So the lower level is considered like nothing next to the higher level. Like the Pesach says, so that's each level, the, the thighs of the, uh, of the chayis is, corresponds equal to everything lower than it. Then then you have the shoulders of the chayis, so you say that everything is, uh, on a higher level is totally, the lower level is totally subjugated. Uh, so whatever, any time you learn, you, you reach a higher level, all the level below it is considered like nothing. So then when you come before Hashem, everything is like nothing, as it says in the Zohar. Everything is like nothing and zero, and is totally subjugated next to Hashem. And this means, we say it in the davening. Everybody will eternally exalt you. Because, why eternally? Because there's no, whenever we come to a higher level, it goes even higher. That forever they exalt you. No matter how much they, they raise you, it's still nothing. Why? Because there is more to exalt and then more. Because it uh, doesn't have any any measure, any limit. It's much higher than anything that we can raise. But when we say raising, it doesn't mean When we say we raise Hashem higher and higher, we keep on raising. That's not distancing from us, God forbid. Because on the contrary, this makes him closer to us. Because the more since we're saying that everything is subjugated before Hashem, blessed, and before him nothing is considered in hefsek. So we're saying everything higher is nothing. So it's still it's not interrupting between us and Hashem. At this level of aren, Aaron's level is to cleave to him, as it says in the Pesach, to be one to one, to bring ourselves up, to unite with Hashem, as it says in Zer Chelik Beis, Kuf Lamed Hei Aleph. So, we have Moshe, we have Aaron, but it says, who Aaron and Moshe, who Moshe and Aaron. Sometimes, in the Shmois, Perik Vav, Pesach Chavav and Chavzayin, so sometimes it says Aaron comes first, and sometimes Moshe comes first. Sometimes Moshe comes to Aaron. But so here in this spiritual level, we talked about davening, Torah mitzvahs, 
and davening versus davening. Aaron is davening, Moshe is Torah mitzvahs. So he says, Sometimes we have to introduce Torah mitzvahs so that later on he should daven out of love. You have to first have Torah mitzvahs. Sometimes it starts from the arousal and davening. And then he is able to learn as explained. And also in Bechukhoisai,